Welcome to Communicate to Lead, the podcast that empowers leaders and aspiring leaders to communicate with clarity and impact. I'm Kelly Belton, CEO and successful entrepreneur and your host for today. I'm here to equip you with all the essential tools and strategies to master effective communication and lead your team to success. As the founder and CEO of The Tailored Approach, my goal is to empower you to be the best leader you can be. So sit back, relax, and join me in today's episode as we dive into the art of communicating like a true leader. Do you know how your inner critic shows up in your life? Welcome to this week's episode of Communicate to Lead. Yes, if you didn't know, you can now catch Communicate to Lead weekly. And in today's episode, we're revisiting a popular interview from a while back. I'm interviewing my dear friend, Sarah Goldberg, on The Inner Critic. Whether you call it your inner critic, saboteur, internal voice, or negative self-talk, We all have that little voice, and often it fills us with fear and self-doubt, holding us back from doing our best work yet, taking a chance on something new, or simply going for one of our big 2024 goals. So listen in to my conversation with Sarah, and just listen to Sarah's wisdom. something that I've always been fascinated by. Tell me more about the work you do around the inner critic. Well, everybody has one, men, women, old, young, and everything in between. It is, you can call it whatever you want. Your inner critic, your alter ego, uh, your gremlin. I came from CTI where I got trained as a coach and we called mm-hmm. it the saboteur, mm-hmm. sabotaging voice. And it is a lifetime of fear insecurity, and doubt. Mm. The thing is, is that most of our lives we're told, just quiet that voice, don't listen to it. Mm. And that's all great conceptually. What I realized over time is that nobody knows how to quiet it. (laughs) Yes. And more importantly, it's about managing it, not getting rid of it because it never leaves you. It's a part of who you are. So in fact, in my work, I have people raise their saboteur to the level of intense consciousness. Mm. When it's at the level of subconscious, that's when it has its hold on us. What we do is we begin to recognize what your saboteur says. It Mm -hmm. follows a theme, a theme of perfection, a theme of scarcity, a theme of I'm not good enough. And you start to recognize that. You start Mm -hmm. to recognize the thoughts Mm. in your head. You start to recognize what it feels like when the saboteur shows up. I mean, for example, some people clench their jaw. Some people have a drop in their stomach, but that physical cue is a reminder once you get comfortable with all of this, mm-hmm. that your saboteur is showing up. We also have people personify their saboteur. What does it look like, sound like, mm-hmm. 
does have a name? And I've had clients who, you know, it's everything from a mother-in-law to mother or father to their childhood self to a green frog. I had a client once that their saboteur was was a troll. I don't know if you remember the little trolls with the Yes, I do. (laughs) She was at a garage sale one time and she bought a little troll that was for sale and she keeps it right next to her computer that reminds her. You know, some people have drawn tornadoes. They feel Mm -hmm. like the saboteur is just this overwhelming feeling like they're being swooped up in a tornado. Mm -hmm. You bring it to the level of consciousness. You recognize when it shows up. So that's the awareness. Mm. Then you have the intention to send it away. And I teach people a formula, which I'll tell you in a minute. Mm -hmm. And practice. You have to keep practicing sending it away. Mm -hmm. The formula is thoughts plus feelings equal behavior. So T plus F equals B. Okay. He is, you have to recognize the disempowered thought, Mm -hmm. the feelings that come along with it and notice your behavior. Okay. Then when that's really visible to you, that you're in tune with it, then you can go to the thought, the disempowered Mm -hmm. thought and literally cross it out and replace it with more empowering thought. Can you give us an example of a disempowered thought and how you would shift it to a more empowered thought, how that would affect your feelings or emotions, and then what behavior change comes along with it? Right. So so classic one is you're in a meeting and Mm -hmm. you're not speaking up. Okay, that's one of the most yes. classic <laughs> yes. experiences we have. And I can tell you, I've worked with senior level people, uh, even a, like a head of finance who goes mm-hmm. to hearing meetings. And even he felt like he couldn't speak up because he's there with a bunch of engineers. Wow. But, so the sabotaging voice might say something like, you're not the expert in the room, or they're much more senior than you are. They mm-hmm. know more, or you're going to sound pretty stupid if you ask that question. Mm-hmm. Right, so keeping us down, right, holding us back. So if you can recognize that's happening, you know, usually recognize it because physically you feel it show up, mm-hmm. or you recognize perhaps your behavior, like mm. not raising your hand, you're sitting mm. in the back of the room, <laughs> you notice that disempowered behavior. So the key is to change the thought. And a client of mine, she always changed her thought to, well, I was invited here for a reason. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Sit here. And Mm so find me for a reason. Or another one I love to tell my clients is that nobody's thinking about you as much as you think they are. Oh, amen. (laughs) They're so worried that you're going to be judged for saying something stupid. Mm. And yet they're all in their own heads worrying about what they're going to say next too. So crossing out a disempowered thought such as I'm not senior enough or I'm going to sound stupid and Mm -hmm. replace it with I was invited here for a reason Mm -hmm. or I'm going to throw out an idea, see where it takes me. A little hint is to give yourself what we call a safety phrase, such my initial thoughts are, or based on what I've heard, Mm -hmm. my head is going in this direction. So it's a little message to yourself, which is, I don't want to be perfect. These are just preliminary thoughts. Mm. You feel better because you're letting everybody know this is not a fully formed idea. Yeah. So a safety phrase can be really, really helpful to calm that sabotaging voice. 
How do you help a client struggling with perfectionism? I'm interested in that because that's something I often struggle with. So when I have my inner critting or my sabotaging voice coming up saying, you're not quite there yet. You you have to figure that out before you say anything. And what happens is it keeps me from saying something. It keeps me from sharing yeah. an idea that I have. How do you help a client move through that perfectionist voice that's keeping them from just contributing and being out there? Well, one of the first things I usually ask my clients are, how do you know when you've gotten to perfect? Do you have a checklist? Mm. (laughs) And so what happens when I say that to you? It's funny that you say that. I don't have a checklist. (laughs) I, I, I fully expect that when it's perfect, I'll just know it. Okay. So that's the point is there's no such thing as a checklist. How are you really going to know what is perfection? So there is no such thing as perfect is the key. Mm -hmm. So the first piece of this process is to recognize there is no such thing as perfect. And Mm -hmm. even if there were, we'd all have our own version of perfect. That's true. So you got to kind of dig in and hear what you're saying to yourself that is leading you to perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what your starting thoughts are. I'm a perfectionist also, but it's keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. It's got to be perfect. Well, that is not serving me well. Mm-hmm. So I've actually adopted the 80-20 rule, which took a long time. And mm-hmm. I realized that the 20% that I thought maybe still needed to get perfect, nobody really is noticing. Very true. I have to say, I like that 80-20 rule that you have. For me, I have a little mantra and I actually have it up in my office where I say done is better than perfect. So many people say that out there, but if I get it done and put it out in the world, I'll know whether my work resonates or doesn't resonate with people. If I don't share it, nobody's going to know what I have to offer, what I can contribute. Yeah. And the other thing is we hold ourselves back sometimes from offering an idea or an opinion because Mm -hmm. we're so worried about being judged. What we forget is that whether our idea is a good or bad or somewhere in the middle, it's often a springboard for somebody else's idea. Ooh, that's good. You never know where Mm -hmm. even a dumb idea is going to take the next person. Yeah, so that helps me remember, wow, just throw it out there. You never know how it might help somebody else. Mm-hmm. That might be just another one that I add to my list of things. I really like my idea might just be a springboard for somebody else's idea. And because how many times has it happened when we're listening to others in the room speaking and sharing their thoughts and ideas where I then get an idea and I think, oh my gosh, what about this? And I wouldn't have had that idea if the other person didn't share theirs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we all need little seeds of thoughts to prompt us mm-hmm. to think bigger, to think differently. Without a doubt. Can you tell me about a time when your own saboteur showed up and how you navigated the situation? Oh, boy. So- <laughs> Early on, when I, I was still at Disney and somebody had approached me and suggested I start my own business, mm-hmm. <laughs> that had never occurred to me. <laughs> I didn't think I could do it. I just had my first kid. I wanted a second mm-hmm. kid. I didn't sleep for nights thinking about how awful I would be at running my own business. And this was before coaching. This was a whole nother wow. business. Wow. And I'll never forget I didn't even know all this coaching stuff back Mm -hmm. then. I will never forget being aware that if I didn't try, I would feel 
regret and mm. never even to this day when I feel like I can't do something, don't want to do something mm-hmm. because I'm afraid of failing. I remind myself of way back when, when I didn't even know what a sabotaging voice was and mm-hmm. how that new thought of never wanting to feel regret mm. was a powerful thought for me. So I keep coming back to that. But anyway, I did end up starting my business back then. It was, it was, I was still in ad sales. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting pregnant with the second kid. And of course I had a whole nine months to adjust. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. How does someone go about identifying their saboteur? For example, you know, we, we can have all kinds of random thoughts thinking, oh, I'm not good enough. Gosh, if I could just get it perfect. But if someone wanted to commit and do the work, how do they go about really identifying it and being able, because what you teach, and I'd like to get into when you're teaching, it's to empower someone, you have to be able to identify the saboteur to know how it shows up before you are able to send it away. So one of the first things is to be familiar with these themes. And we're all familiar. You even said, oh yeah, mine's perfectionism. And mm-hmm. somebody else's is, oh, I want to be liked. Mm-hmm. We all have pretty common themes. So the first is to recognize that because as you begin to recognize the themes, the mantras that are being chanted in your head, the mm-hmm. thoughts that you're telling yourself, you are bringing the saboteur up to the level of consciousness. And that is the first step in feeling more empowered. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to notice our lifetime of fear, security, and doubt. Mm-hmm. What do you fear the most? What are you most right. concerned about? Mm-hmm. Um, Now, taking apart all the thoughts and being able to really identify a thought often comes after you recognize a feeling or a behavior first. Okay. It's easy to recognize disempowered behavior because you're pulling back, you're shutting Mm -hmm. down, you're not taking a risk. So Mm -hmm. usually the saboteur, of course, shows up when we want to take a risk or try something new. Mm -hmm. The saboteur only lives in the past and the future. It does not live in the present. So I was, that's a hard concept. Say it's that again. I, I want you to say it again so that my listeners can really lean into that. Your saboteur lives only in the past mm-hmm. and the future, not in the present. So I'll explain. Okay. When you hear yourself saying, oh, I should have, would have, could have. Mm-hmm. If only I had done that. Or why was I so stupid? Like you're looking backwards and trying to rewrite what has been. Okay. Wow. Future. It's what if this happens? What if they don't like me? What if I fail? It's Mm -hmm. all the what ifs. When you are in the present, the saboteur doesn't live. Okay. When you bring yourself into the present, Mm -hmm. literally put your feet on the floor and feel the weight of your feet. Mm. Feel a drop of your stomach, or you feel your jaw clenching up. Put your hand where your jaw is, or your hand where your stomach is. Wherever you feel that that dissonance. And it is in that moment that you can remind yourself, wow, my saboteur is here. Wow. And to recognize that it's there. And again, you're going to recognize it from the feelings and from the behavior. Mm. Then you can dig into what's the thought that's generating this feeling and that behavior. Mm -hmm. I read an amazing book years ago by a guy named David Rock, and he it's called Your Brain at Work. Oh, yes. I love that book. That's one of my favorites. It talks about how there's, when there's too much going on in your head, like it's spinning around, it's like mm-hmm. a, you're watching a play 
and there's so many props and so many characters on the play. You've mm-hmm. lost sight of the scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is a little science here, believe it or not. When I say put your hand wherever you feel the dissonance, mm-hmm. that is moving out of your cerebral cortex to whatever part of your brain manages physical movement. Mm. So when we sit in that swirl in our cerebral cortex, that is when we cannot decipher what is a disempowered thought. Our saboteur is very sneaky. It makes us feel that it is doing the best thing for us that it can do. It is Mm -hmm. preventing us from making fools of ourselves, Mm. embarrassing ourselves, failing, but really it's holding us back. Thank you for saying that because that is so true. Often when I look at the literature and I listen to people talking about the inner critic or their sabotaging voice, what always comes up is, oh, it's trying to keep you safe. It doesn't necessarily know that this is not the safety that you need right now. So I love the fact that you're saying it's not trying to keep you safe. It's holding you back. Well, it's holding, holding you back. Mm-hmm. So bringing it to a level of consciousness takes time, but it takes awareness, intention, and practice. And the mm-hmm. awareness starts with recognizing triggers, recognizing mm-hmm. themes, recognizing thoughts. But again, the thoughts are usually the hardest thing to recognize. So you mm-hmm. will become more familiar with your disempowered behaviors or your disempowered feelings. Mm-hmm. Does it ever happen where someone is committed to doing the, the work, they're working on this daily, that their sabotaging voice shifts and comes up with new things or new thoughts, or does that typically oh, not happen? Sure. I mean, every now and then I, I work with people that say, no, no, I don't have a sabotaging voice. Okay. And that's not accurate. <laughs> they are right now in their lives. They're feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. They are very confident. They could walk into a room and who knows, somebody would be there and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden they feel a little insecure. Well, they're just not remembering what that feels like wherever Mm. they are right now. A lot of they're feeling great. Confidence and empowerment is the greatest tool to hold back our saboteur. Mm. And really one of the reasons why I started doing this work around the saboteur is I found over the years... I would get feedback early in my career. You need to be more confident. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, but wait a minute. How, how do I do that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was about to ask you, did they at least tell you what that looks oh, like? <laughs> no, no. And, and in fact, when you get feedback at work, you all, nobody really does tell you. Mm-hmm. Be a better listener. Be more curious. Okay. How am I going to do that? You can. Mm. So, The saboteur and dissecting it with the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors really came about because people are told to be more confident and they Mm. don't really know how to Mm. do it. And it really starts with changing those disempowered thoughts to more empowering thoughts. Yeah. So good. Change your disempowered thoughts to more empowering thoughts. I I remember years ago, one of my daughters, she was maybe 10 years old and she's playing basketball. Oh, we're playing the, we're paying the best team in the league. We're playing the best team in the league. And she gets on the Mm -hmm. the court. And of course, how do you think she plays? She kept saying, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, they lost and she, of course, played terribly. She comes off the court. I knew it. I knew we were going to lose. And I said, you know, if you had told yourself you're playing the best team and we're going to give it our all, said so even if you lost, you would have played like a winner. Mm, self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. 
what you say is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's the thought that generates the disempowered feelings and then the mm-hmm. disempowered behavior. Mm-hmm. Gets you the results that you didn't want. Yeah, exactly. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for joining me and Sarah. If you'd like to learn more about Sarah, connect with her on LinkedIn and check out her incredible work on her website. You can find the links in the show notes. Here's something I'd like to leave you with. Give yourself the gift of more empowered thoughts. If you do nothing else after listening to the interview, identify one disempowered thought that is not serving you or that's holding you back from achieving your goals and reframe it into something more empowering. Deal? Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time, my friend, this is Keely reminding you that great communication is the foundation of inspiring leadership. Keep learning, keep growing, and remember to communicate to lead.